This podcast is part of the OIW Podcasting Network. Again, wrestling fans, and welcome to another edition of the Scumbags Wrestling Podcast. My name is Sean, coming to you from London, Ontario, Canada. It's a very sunny day here. It's the weekend. It's WrestleMania weekend, and I thank you for joining me, whether it's on Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, or anywhere else you get your podcasts from. It's a strange weekend, as I said, with it being WrestleMania and not feeling like a typical WrestleMania weekend, but Today, we got some announcements from the Ontario scene. We'll look at the results from this past week's AEW Dynamite and get right into everything leading into this weekend's WrestleMania, including my predictions for what's going to happen on night one and night two of this event. So we'll be right back after these messages. Are you looking to get into the wrestling business? Well, look no further than the Tyson Dukes Wrestle Factory, located right here in London, Ontario. It's Tyson has over 20 years of experience in the wrestling world, and he's even been brought down to the WWE Performance Center to be a guest trainer. We've already seen the likes of Jordan James, Kyle Boone, Violet Lee, Jim Strider, Pharaoh Bowman, Chris Mitchells, and many more. Plus, the new generation that are coming from the second group, such as Josh Pine, Shiloh, Nova, Frankie War, and many more. You don't want to miss your opportunity to learn from one of the best in Ontario, if not all of Canada, or the world, in Tyson Dukes. So that's the Tyson Dukes Rust Factory. It's open Monday, Wednesday, and Thursdays, and located at 309 Exeter Road here in London. This is Jim Strider, live from the Tyson Dukes Wrestling Factory, and you're listening to the Scumbags of Wrestling Podcast. And welcome back to the show. 
as per usual, our show starts off with the Ontario independent wrestling scene. Unfortunately, due to COVID-19, nothing is going on. We had some expected matches and dates coming up in April and even into May. Smash Wrestling just put out a message to their fans with an official statement saying, As we continue to navigate the uncharted territory that is COVID-19, Smash Wrestling has been in contact with all of our venues. We've made the difficult yet necessary decision to postpone all events through June 2020. Smash Wrestling encourages all our fans to do their part to help flatten the curve during these troubled times and urge everyone to stay home whenever possible and exercise social distancing when it's necessary to be out in public. We will continue to provide updates as more information becomes available. And I'd like to second that sentiment on behalf of Smash Wrestling and encourage everybody to stay safe. Do what is being required of us by the government. Stay at home. Check out all the wrestling that is available. There's tons of it going on. A lot of independent wrestling companies are releasing their libraries to places like YouTube and their own wrestling websites where you can catch up on what you've missed out possibly on not going to their cards. But then when they do return, please go out there and support them any way you can. Whether you're buying merchandise from the talent, buying tickets to the shows, or buying subscriptions to their on-demand services when everything has to go back to the on-demand service. There's a lot of great action that you will not want to miss out on. And yeah, definitely get out there and support them any way you can. These guys are going to be biting at the bit to get back into the ring as soon as the all clear is given. And I know as a wrestling fan, I want to get out there too. So please do what is needed. Whether you believe COVID-19 is a pandemic that needs to be worried about or whatever your thoughts are, just don't be scared. Know what needs to be done and do it. We'll get through it all together. And we'll be back supporting independent wrestling. If the curve is able to be suppressed and things get back to normal by May 23rd, Midwestern Wrestling is still expected to be doing their second card in Wingham, Ontario. And you won't want to miss it as they'll be crowning their first ever champion. If that happens to need to change, we'll be in touch with Doug and Clarence. And let you know as soon as we find out that the show is cancelled or what the plans are moving forward with Midwestern Wrestling. So with any luck, May 23rd in Wingham, Midwestern Wrestling. Now in the meantime, since we were not able to see live action, our Scumbags Wrestling Facebook page ran the second annual March Madness Tournament. And just to give you an update and results of the event that we were doing voting on each morning at 7 a.m., we saw Tarek beating Holden Albright. Tyson Dukes defeated Scotty O'Shea. Psycho Mike Rollins beat Casey Spinelli. And Cody Deaner beat Brent Banks. The next round of the Final Four 
saw Tyson Dukes beat Tarek and Psycho Mike Rollins defeat Cody Deaner, which brought us to our finals of Tyson Dukes beating Psycho Mike Rollins to become a two-time winner of the Ontario Indie March Madness Tournament, courtesy of the Scumbags of Wrestling. Now we're going to do this again each and every year, have some fun, get people involved, and, you know, it's a March Madness tournament. Who else is doing that, especially in the Ontario wrestling scene? Now, coming up, there's going to be a few polls on our pages so that we are going to start creating a couple game shows that will help pass the time. One will be Family Feud, so your votes will help determine some of the answers for that particular game. We're also working on a trivia show, much like Jeopardy. So please stay tuned to our Facebook page, and we'll let you know when those games become available. See the stars of tomorrow being built today at the Tyson Dukes Russell Factory each week on The Production Line, available on Facebook and YouTube. My name is The Muscle, Smash Wrestling's hottest free agent. I toss bodies and wheel hotties, and you're listening to the Scumbags of Wrestling podcast. Now, in this part of the show, I'm going to quickly run down what happened this week in TV, starting with AEW. AEW announced that they're going to be doing a tournament of their own starting next week and crowning their first ever TNT champion. Sounds like it's going to be their own version of a TV title. Always defended on TNT and Dynamite. And so on Tuesday during Dark, they introduced the first half of the brackets, which saw Sean Spears taking on Cody in the first round, along with Sammy Guevara against Darby Allen. Then Wednesday on Dynamite, the show started off with Cody and Tony Giovanni at ringside. It appears that they are at QT Marshall's training facility it's a very small intimate uh, area that they had the runway and everything was very cramped together and so they were just using the bare necessities of space that was needed and they started out the show and introduced what the second half of the brackets look like and that has Chris Sabian taking on Dustin Rhodes and Lance Archer is going to take on Colt Cabana the first match of the night saw Kenny Omega beat Trent in a match that went over 19 minutes. And they had a 20-minute time limit on this. So it wasn't long or much time left for Trent to go the distance with Kenny. But Kenny ended up hitting the one-wing angel to defeat Trent. The next match saw Hikuro Shida beat newcomer Anna Jay. I believe she's one of the uh, trainees of QT Marshall. Then there was a video highlighting the feud between Jake Hager and John Moxley. They also announced that these two will go against each other in an empty arena match in two weeks on Dynamite for the AEW Championship. Our next match of the night saw the debut of Lance Archer. He came out, Jake Roberts was not there, because he's still at home staying safe and healthy. But Lance Archer came out and he mauled Marco Stunt. 
Though, of course, the match took a lot longer than one would think, considering the size difference, but I guess they still needed to give Marco Stunt some credibility. Then, Brody Lee had a Dark Order video where he was in the boardroom and doing some more Vince-isms with people yawning, showing a sign of weakness. Then, Dark Order members number 8 and 9 came out to the ring to take on QT Marshall and Dustin Rhodes. And they're forming a tag team called the Natural Nightmares. The Natural Nightmares ended up beating the Dark Order members 8 and 9. Not sure who actually got defeated. And as they were leaving the area, Dustin and QT were stopped by Brody Lee, who walked past them, went into the ring, and took whichever minion it was that got defeated, picked him up, and powerbombed him before leaving. We saw another video with Chris Jericho at home, and he was talking about Matt Hardy, and Vanguard 1 stopped by Chris Jericho's place. Jericho offered Vanguard 1 a t-shirt of his own for the inner circle, and Vanguard 1 then took off with the t-shirt. Chris Jericho released the hounds, which was a mix of litter of uh, different types of dogs, none really vicious, go, trying to go after Vanguard 1. We got a video update with Matt Jackson checking in on his brother Nick, who was doing some training to try and get back into the ring after his beating up from the inner circle a few weeks ago. The main event saw one half of the tournament brackets teaming up with each other to go against their opponents. So in this case, we saw Sammy Guevara and Sean Spears teaming to go against Darby Allen and Cody. Even after a coffin drop while scaling the post on the outside of the ring and into Spears and Guevara, it wasn't enough and Darby Allen was defeated for their team, allowing Guevara and Spears to pick up the victory. Cody tried to comfort Darby Allen in the loss, and Co Darby just pushed him away and eventually even punched him before leaving the ring. And that's how Dynamite ended for this week. Tyson Dukes is currently one half of the Smash Wrestling Tag Team Champions and one of the pillars of wrestling in Ontario. He's had a very impressive career over the past two decades, and it's only natural that aspiring wrestlers would want to learn from a veteran of his caliber. Since October 2017, Tyson opened up the Tyson Dukes Wrestling Factory here in London, Ontario. Students learn all aspects of wrestling. The first graduates like Jim Strider, Violet Lee, and Jordan James are making their names for themselves on the indie scene. Whether you're a student or a supporter, you can now be a part of the club and purchase your own beautiful zip-up hoodie. They're just $40 up to extra large and $45 for larger sizes. Contact Tyson Dukes Wrestling Factory directly on Facebook to order yours today. You hear the rumble in here? The rumble is the sound of progression and fundamentals are being made at the Wrestling Factory. This is Tyson Dukes and you're listening to the Scumbags of Wrestling podcast, y'all. 
And welcome back to the Scumbags Wrestling Podcast. It's Sean. This is episode number 99. It is WrestleMania weekend. We know it's been pre-recorded, but spoilers, thankfully, have not gotten out. Right now, I'm going to run through all the 16 matches, give predictions, and I was lucky enough this evening to get Clarence from Midwestern Wrestling, Stephen, who we've had uh, on TNT, and Chris Jones, a favorite with our podcast. They're joining me. We're going to do a little bit of a roundtable. Guys, how are you today? Clarence? Oh, not too bad. Just enjoying the nice weather. Steven? Uh, not too bad here in Toronto. Just hanging out. And Jonesy, how are things in Niagara? I am having a wonderful time. Got some incense burning and just talking to some great people. Excellent. So, um, WrestleMania, they're now saying, is too big for one night. So it's going to be two nights. It's sort of been too big for one night for the last couple of years. But we're going to get it this year pre-recorded because of the uh, COVID-19 and having to stay away from each other. And we're getting a pre-show at 6 o'clock on the WD Network, followed by the main show at 7 o'clock. Uh, any thoughts on the fact that this is happening, guys? Steven? Um, I mean, it has, like you said, WrestleMania has been too big for the longest time, so it'll be interesting to see if this is the new normal, even after this year. Um, I mean... Sort of like Wrestle Kingdom? Yeah, I mean, I'm hoping that it's a good show because we do want to enjoy it and forget everything that's going around. So I'm hoping that it's going to live up to everyone's expectation. Excellent. Uh, Jones, your thoughts? Uh, well, it just shows that they're adapting to current uh, conditions. And that's one thing that WWE has done for ever is they just keep adapting, keep setting a new mousetrap. And I'm actually kind of excited because the focus might be on the actual wrestlers and not so much about how the crowd responds to it. Yeah, I think this is going to be an opportunity for them to also do a lot of good uh, post-production stuff. Clarence, your thoughts on WrestleMania going forward? Oh, I think it's going to be an epic mania, one that nobody nobody's going to forget. I mean, spanned over two days. It should have been done a long time ago. Um but now that they don't have to sell any tickets, I think they're going to pump up the the volume on their uh, movie making business, and they're going to they're going to give us a show to remember. Yeah, I think so too. And it's interesting though that thankfully they haven't really focused on the real world and what's going on. So this is going to be another uh, weekend that we can escape. Uh, I guess. Even uh, WD Shop has uh, gotten in on it with their T-shirts of uh, WrestleMania in your house and the Road to WrestleMania T-shirt where it's going from your bathroom to your kitchen to your basement to your living room, bedroom. It's kind of uh, fun that they're doing stuff like that and capitalizing that way. Um, so let's look at the card. Going to get rid of some of the minor matches first and then get into some bigger ones and uh, see what your thoughts are. Uh, we'll start off with Elias versus King Corbin. I think it was last week on SmackDown we saw 
them brawling, and Corbin hit Elias with his scepter and knocked him off a uh, big podium or stage area and fell to the ground. Elias was supposed to be there. And this was also set up by Gronk and uh, Mojo. So your thoughts on it, Chris? Well, <clears throat> Corbin should win it. Uh, Elias, he's not going to go any further if he doesn't dump that guitar. Uh, who takes him seriously with a guitar? After this long, drop the damn guitar. Clarence? Look at the honky tonk man. Look, exactly. He he got he's in he's in the Hall of Fame. I I think King Corbin's gonna gonna take it, but I have a feeling that Gronk and uh, and Mojo they're both gonna interfere in it. At least Gronk is, just because that was the whole thing that tied him in. Um, but it should be it should be a decent match. And Stephen, I'm hoping Mojo and Gronk turn on Elias and some form some sort of stable with Corbin. Corbin has some interest, has something. I just don't think it's been tapped into yet. I think Corbin wins, but I think Mojo and Gronk turn. That would be very interesting. I think, unfortunately, they're setting up definitely for Elias to win. Elias, though, I got to agree with you, Chris, does not get over well as a baby face with a guitar. Um, Clarence, on your part, you said Hockey Talk Man, even Jeff Jarrett, they were heels with the guitar. So that works out for them. But as a baby face, not happening. Even I like your idea about uh, with Gronk and Mojo, maybe doing stuff with Corbin. But I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. So it looks like what we got. Uh, to Elias, to Corbin? Or... Yeah, it looks that way. Okay, so another one that didn't get too much uh, or any build-up is Alistair Black taking on Bobby Lashley. And Lana's supposed to be there because, I guess, the movie that they uh, she was filming wrapped up or stopped production, so she got to be there. Vince is really high on her being around, but they're still trying to negotiate Rusev coming back. It's sort of a nothing match, but let's see your thoughts on it. Uh, let's start with Clarence. I didn't even realize those two were fighting. I know they've kind of tossed the whole Rusev thing out the window because he hasn't been re-signed. I have a feeling he might come back. He's got a new look. He's looking pretty big, too. So I think he comes back. They just, knowing WWE, they'll just walk away from the whole Rusev and Lastly, and Lana thing, and never give you an explanation why. But Alistair Black, he's going to win her pretty quick, I think. I think that'll be the one surprise, how fast this match will be. Steven? I'm saying Black wins in under three minutes. Um, Because that's the only thing that would make sense. Because you're going to want to push Alistair Black. But I think if Rusev comes back, maybe Rusev Lashley as a tag team. I, I, Interesting. The polygamy. I mean, <laughs> let's that—that's kind of how I could see that going. If Rusev comes back, 
But I think Black wins in under three minutes. Jonesy, yeah. your thoughts on it? Uh, we don't give a crap about that match over here, Sean. Uh, I can totally get you on that one. You just want to pick somebody? Sure. I'm Actually, I'm going to go for Lashley just for the fun of it. Um, and in my case, I think Locke is going to uh, take it as well. Uh, it should be a quick match. Um, so then, well, let's move on to another singles match that's on the card. And Dolph Ziggler is going to take on one half of Heavy Machinery in Otis. Uh, there's a fight over Mandy Rose. Um, apparently, Valentine's Day, there was a miscommunication with text messaging and stuff like that. And that's why Mandy ends up with Dolph uh, since then. Now they're fighting over officially in a match. Your thoughts on it, Chris? Again, that's a match I really don't care about, but I think it'll be a good match. Uh, Ziggler, as always, is fantastic, so I'll go with Ziggler on that. Steven? I think Ziggler, because Mandy Rose turn. Actually, I think Sonya Deville turns on Mandy Rose and Otis, and it they set up some sort of program. Ziggler and Sonya Deville versus... Otis and Mandy Rose. Van Clarence? I like that idea. The more Mandy Rose on TV, the better. But Otis is going to win it because everybody assumes Dolph Ziggler is going to win. Dolph Ziggler, he's a great talent, but he's not winning. Yeah, Dolph is a huge bump machine, so it's going to be uh, really good because uh, he's uh, excellent at selling. For a heel, I think uh, you're definitely right on that one, uh, Stephen. They're going to reveal that it was uh, Sonya who got involved with the text messaging confusion and stuff. And I think somebody's doing dishes. Anyways, I definitely see that being revealed and leading to the mixed tag going on and by picking Otis to win. Then we have... The tag team titles from Raw on the line. The Street Profits are taking on Angel Garza and now Austin Theory in replace of, uh, oh, what's his name? Andrade. Uh, so what's your thoughts on uh, this thrown together last minute tag team title defense? Clarence? I The Street Profits all the way. I... I absolutely love those guys. They have so much go, go, go. They're going to, I mean, you can't throw a tag team together and then they win. Yeah, and we'll have to see how Montez Ford is after that uh, splat he did on Raw uh, this past Monday. But, yeah, that was just a odd situation. Uh, Jonesy, your thoughts on the tag team titles? Uh, the Street Profits will win, uh, though I would like the, the other team to win just to throw off uh, people. I, if WWE wants to make this a special WrestleMania and that, throw them stuff that they have never seen, that they never expected. And, Stephen, your thoughts? Up until this week when I found out Andrani wasn't going to be in the – I thought Andrani and Garza was going to win the titles. 
but it's I, I guess it depends on what Montez Ford's situation is. <clears throat> I mean, if he actually broke his back, like I've read, I'm assuming they're going to change the titles or put maybe Rey Mysterio in that spot. But I'm going to go with Street Profits. Yeah, I, I think Street Profits should end up uh, retaining as well. Uh, it's too early to take the belts off them after they just uh, pick them up. But this uh, mixed tag uh, combination with Garza and Theory could have something uh, for it. Uh, they've been doing a lot of things. They bring up people from NXT using uh, Selena Vega. And we'll uh, see how it plays out. But I do think the Street Profits are going to take it. Uh, we got a request from Gord to uh, join us. I'm hoping he can uh, be a part of it. And we'll see what happens. We'll take a uh, short break and uh, see if he uh, joins us. We still have 11 more matches, or sorry, 12 more matches to go through for this card. And uh, yeah, just a moment. Hello, do you or someone you know have a business that you'd love to have advertised here on our podcast? Well, give me a shout at our email address, scumbagswrestling at gmail.com, and let us know how we can help you advertise to the listeners of this podcast. We'll give your business a shout out, including information on how people can reach out to you and information on your services. If you're looking for a great independent wrestling happening in our province of Ontario, look no further than Ontario Indie Road Trip. It's available on Facebook and YouTube, and we run down all the great events happening in this province. Whether you get in a car, bus, or train, there's a show near you. Support independent wrestling and the Ontario Indie Road Trip. Yo, this is Tarek. You're listening to Scumbags of Wrestling. Punch, kick, chop, done. And Gord has now joined us. Gord, how are how you about, tonight? How are you guys doing? Uh, doing, doing well. We have uh, Clarence from Midwestern Wrestling, Steven from uh, and uh, Wrestling Nerds, and Chris Jones, the favorite Scumbags Wrestling. Right uh, started uh, looking at the card for. Uh, WrestleMania, or he danced Elias versus King Corbin, Ulster Black against Lashley, Joel Sigler against Otis, and the Street Profits uh, defending the tag team titles on Raw against Garza and Theory. Moving on with the rest of the card, though, uh, the Kabuki Warriors are defending the women's tag team titles against Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. Uh, Bliss and Cross have been trying to get the titles for a bit and get a match, even though the Kabuki Warriors have not gone over to SmackDown to defend the titles. It's finally happening, and we're going to have this women's tag team match. Gord, what's your thoughts on the match? Um, I'm going to just jump right to the final of the match, I guess. I think that it's gonna, uh, the Kabuki Warriors are going to retain. 
it's going to be some sort of split between Alexa and Nikki, and they're going to feud on SmackDown. Interesting. Steven, your thoughts? I actually agree because, I mean, this is what it is. I think this is to set up Alexa Bliss to become a heel again. The only way she should be because that's when she's actually entertaining. So I think it's Kabuki Warriors with Bliss turning on Nikki Cross. Jonesy, your thoughts? Uh, the Kabuki Warriors. You see them retaining? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, and Clarence. Baby. This is, this is, Clarence, your thoughts on this it? This is crazy. I think we're all in the, on the same page. That's exactly what I thought. Kabuki Warriors. So Bliss gets the gets pissed and turns on Alexa Cross or Nikki Cross. And I mean, real, realistically, yeah. if you split the Kabuki Warriors right now, say, uh, where where's Austin go? Like, there's ton. There's already enough names gunning down Becky Lynch as it is. You know that could be there with the Charlottes and. And now maybe the Rhea Ripley's and whoever else that are going to be top-notch, you know, top players. Is Oscar really going to jump in the fold right now? I'm not sure, you know. Or or send her back to NXT. So I say, they obviously, they should keep the belts on them because it's good for them. And they're, you know, <laughs> pretty entertaining when she goes off on her little crazy tirades. Keep it like that for a bit and see how it goes. And then, like, exactly, set Alexa up to be a top heel again on SmackDown. And there you go. I think I'm probably the odd man out in this one because I do see Cross and uh, Bliss getting the titles, uh, only because they, there's talk that uh, Carrie Zane just got married and her contract is coming up and possibly going back to Japan. So that would leave Asuka to be built back up again and maybe go after somebody like Shayna uh, Baszler. So as uh, I'm probably the odd man out on that one. Um, You're now, always the odd man out. I know. I it occasionally. I'm a nonconformist. Uh, the SmackDown titles are online currently as it stands. Uh, before SmackDown airs tonight, it is supposed to be a triple threat ladder match involving Miz and Morrison against the New Day and the Usos. Now, news got out that apparently Miz got sick. And this is one of the reasons why Roman Reigns pulled out. And that it might be either a ladder match with a member from each team or something. I don't know how they're uh, going to do it. In the end, basically with this one, who do you see holding the tag team titles when the bell rings? Uh, Jonesy. Personally, Miz and Morrison, uh, New Day and Usos have had enough... uh the last few years bouncing it back and forth, so I really don't give a shit about them anymore. Miz and Morrison. Clarence? <laughs> um, to Miz and Morrison, I'm like, just just purely on the talent that those two possess. I mean, Usos are great. New Day's great. They need Xavier Woods back as soon as possible. So keep it on, keep it where it is and let them do their thing. Miz and Morrison. Did you not see that new rap song they just released? Wow. 
Oh my that's god. That's fire right there. So uh, like, hey hey. Yeah, hey hey. That's fire. That's enough to give him the belts. Give him the belts for six more months. Right there. And Steven, your uh, call? Uh, I'm gonna go with Ms. Morrison. I don't even know that that was gonna be on the line. I'm highly interested to see how they justify it, but I'm assuming Ms. Morrison. Yeah, I think uh, we're going to go clean uh, sweep across this one. Uh, Ms. Morrison, by the time SmackDown returns on April 8th, I think it is. No, April 10th. Uh, they still should be holding the title. Uh, some of the other non-title matches that are going up. Well, actually, for the Intercontinental title, uh, Dana Bryan is going to be challenging... Sammy Zayn for the Intercontinental title. This happened because Drew Gulak ended up winning the opportunity by beating Kinsuke Nakamura. Uh, there's talk that Cesaro was not there during the taping. What do we see with the Intercontinental title? Steven? Uh, I see Sammy Zayn retaining, and I see Drew Gulak turning on Daniel Bryan. Interesting. Jonesy? I'm going to go with uh, that because uh, I just love the name Gulak and uh, I hope he turns and yabba dabba do. Uh, but I'm going with Sami Zayn on this. Uh, and with everything that's going on, the way they're going to be changing how they do TV and that, I think this is a great opportunity for them to have the IC belt stay on someone for a couple years. Clarence? Uh, Sami Zayn, purely just. He he deserves it. I mean, he hasn't held a belt yet. No, this is his first one. Yeah. And keep Gordon? it on him. Keep it on him. What's that? Uh, Gordon, Sam your is, thoughts? Your thoughts Sam on Zane Because I don't think that they're done with the Drew Gulak, Daniel Bryan stuff yet. That's going to be more – like that was a, a while ago when we saw them fight. That was a really good match. They're going to do more of that. Sami Zayn, but also because, honestly, he's he, personally, anyways, he's one of the best things going in WWE. Him and his little faction right now are one of the best things going on SmackDown right now. Period. Bar none. That guy is gold. And keep it on him and see where he can go with it. I mean, Daniel Bryan doesn't need it again. So, Sami Zayn. Yeah, I think I'm going to agree with you guys as well. Sami keeps the title. Uh, this could also lead to eventually Sammy against any of his guys uh, down the road um, with also Bree being pregnant. Uh, Daniel Bryant might be stepping away uh, soon for that. Uh, at least he's helping to build up Drew Gulak uh, before he does uh, do that. So, yeah, I think we're all in agreement again with uh, Sammy Zayn getting that. Um Looking at some of the women's titles, I guess, um, the NXT Women's Championship it will be on the line for the first time at a WrestleMania. Rhea Ripley defending against Charlotte Flair, who won the Royal Rumble this year. Uh, almost mere images, I guess, of each other, just like a few years difference in age. Uh, Ripley's been compared to Charlotte from early times. What do you think is going to happen in this one? We'll go with um, Well, on a personal level, I would like to see Rhea win, personally. But I think Charlotte's going to win, and I don't know exactly what they're doing. But I think that Charlotte, to become the NXT champion again, 
helps to bring NXT more into the fold because they seem to be going more that direction of incorporating NXT in with the main roster and having a, a name like Charlotte holding one of the titles is going to be a big help. Okay, and Jonesy? Oh, I'm going to agree with the last guy. <laughs> Clarence. I think Charlotte Flair, it's a, it's a good choice for her to win, have an NXT belt again, and oh, yeah. Claire's your call on it? Charlotte Flair's going to win. Um, she's not going to go down to NXT. She's going to stay up on the main roster and just it's going to get passed around as a normal belt from here on out. That's what I... And Steve? I actually think Rhea Ripley's going to win. I think there's going to be... I think this is the match of the two nights. Hands down, I think this steals both nights. I think this will close out night two, and I think you're going to find Shayna Baszler... Or one of the four horsewomen screw Charlotte Flair to start that program. Interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think Rhea Ripley will probably retain. It'll make her uh, be elevated as well. I do like what uh, Gord said about having Charlotte there to uh, elevate the NXT brand to being a third uh, viable brand like they've been trying for the last uh, six months or so. But I don't see Charlotte agreeing to go back to NXT. But with her ego, I could see it being a step back in her opinion. So Rhea Ripley getting the victory, though, over Charlotte only helps But I'm looking at it in a a different aspect Um, as not going back to NXT. It's more bringing NXT to WWE. So now she's carrying the NXT belt on the main roster, which now brings NXT talent to them. And it would put more eyes on NXT. Right. See, and I don't think you really need a stronger women's division in NXT because their competition, I don't think, has a strong women's division. I think if you're going to do that, you bring some name brand men, if that makes sense, to boost that, to offset it. Because I I honestly, AEW's women division, I've seen better in local independence. So, I mean, that's, that's my personal opinion of it. I think this is the opportunity for them to set up a four horsewomen versus four, host, four horsewomen to go into Re- or SummerSlam, which would be this year's WrestleMania, basically. Yeah, I like that idea. And uh, if rumors are true about Ronda, well, we've seen pictures of Ronda at the headquarters. So who knows if uh, negotiations are fulfilling stuff on that line. Um, going with the SmackDown Women's Championship, there's a five-way uh, match involving Bailey defending against Naomi, Tamina, Sasha Banks, and Lacey Evans. Uh, apparently, it's an elimination match. Uh, Dana Brooke was supposed to be a part of it, 
but she self-isolated and is out of the match. So it was just the five women. Chris, what do you think about this one? Ah, well, honestly, I don't, I just don't know. I don't know. I do not know on that one because I do not follow this as closely as I used to, and I haven't caught up to the women yet, so. <laughs> okay, great analysis by Jonesy. Friend. <laughs> um, well, there's a high, high probability that they're going to put the strap on uh, Lacey Evans. I don't think that's going to happen, but like, per- look, I personally don't think it's going to happen, but, I mean, it very well could happen. My prediction is Sasha Banks. Okay, and uh, my first instinct was Sasha Banks, but now I'm gonna go with Bailey, it's gonna retain. Okay, and Clarence, Lacey Evans, they're they're building her up bigger than they used to build up Braun Strowman, she's gonna walk away with it. And Bailey and Sasha Banks, they're going to most likely get back into it, just like we've seen for the last three years. Yeah, I'm going to agree with uh, the call of Lacey Evans. I think somehow Sasha and Bailey end up costing themselves the loss uh, and getting eliminated uh, just because they end up uh, screwing each other over. Uh, the unfortunate part is that that goes against what Steven's been saying about the four horsewomen reforming type deal, but at the same time, Bailey's uh, heel run has not been the greatest, and oh. Sasha is at her best when she's a uh, heel. I don't even know if you uh, I mean, I prefer Sasha Banks True. as a heel. I think she's got the it factor when she's a heel, but Bailey's been there right now, but I would like to see a four horsemen, four horsemen showdown in at SummerSlam, but that's just me. Yeah, and I think though, if things had been natural with a uh, regular setting in Tampa Bay for WrestleMania, we might have got the team daily for the women's championship, uh, going back to their uh, battles that they had in NXT, but. Under these circumstances, I think that's what uh, will lead up to a big when they do go back in front of a crowd. Uh, this title is on the line with Becky Lynch. She's held it for uh, a year now. Uh, the man taking on Shayna Baszler. Shayna showed up before even Elimination Chamber and took out uh, Becky Lynch, bit her in the back of the neck, did the whole vampire thing. But then destroyed everybody in the elimination chamber, uh, taking out her other five opponents, uh, guaranteeing her the shot. Who takes the uh, belt at the end of the night or at the end of this match? Gordon? Gordon? Jones? Hey, so, uh, well. I think Edge is going to win it. Um, I hope it's one heck of a uh, slobber knocker. Yeah. Which match? 
I think you yeah, got he... the wrong bet. Oh, do I? Hey, the women, what, the raw women's title. Give me a little bit. If, if Edge wins that, I mean, stranger things have happened. Dude, the raw women's championship. Becky Lynch versus oh. Shayna Baszler. Well, I, I had oh oh that one. Okay, yeah, I have Baszler for that. She's gonna knock her teeth out. Steven. Uh, again, continuing the four horsewomen for four horsewomen. I see Becky. Actually, I'm going to go Shayna Baszler. I think it just continues what I would like to see. And Clarence? I kind of like <laughs> Edge. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> this has gone off the rails quick there, Sean. Yeah, just a bit. Yeah. It's all good. Um, no, I... It's Friday night. I think it's a tough one. I'm not too put into it. So, I mean, I can shake a, shake a stick and wherever it points, that's who I'm going to think is going to win. Okay, and Gordon, your thoughts on the uh, Raw Women's title? That's I think we lost right him. there. Okay, so going to take a uh, another quick break in the show. Come back, and we'll run down the last six matches. Hello, what is up, everybody? It is Ocho from the Ocho and Ortiz Wrestling Podcast, home to the best kept secret in the wrestling podcasting community our live podcast from greektown wrestling and union wrestling we also discuss a lot of other things wwe aew every once in a while we throw in new japan and roh be sure you're checking out our show we are available on most major podcasts and platforms especially on apple podcasts Stitcher, Spotify, and our main source of uploading is Podbean, ochoandortiz.podbean.com. You can also follow us on social media, at Ocho Wrestling on Twitter, at Ocho and Ortiz on Instagram, or Facebook.com slash Ocho and Ortiz. We also do have a YouTube page, so be sure you're checking out our content there. Just search for Ocho and Ortiz in the search bar. Now let's get you back to your regular programming. Hi, I'm the Fireball Kid, Jordan James, and this is the Scumbags of Wrestling Podcast. And we're back. Oh, he, Gordon is replying that he's there about trying to talk, but apparently can't get through. He can hear us. He's well, laughing. I'm, I'm pretty sure he had Edge for that one, too. Yeah, maybe. Hey, if, Ed, if Edge comes out and wins, how, how mad are we all going to be? Jones has got uh, some sort of psychic powers, apparently, if that happens. So carrying on with our uh, card, we have uh, Seth Rollins against Kevin Owens. We've uh, oh, Gordon picked Becky for that one. So actually, I don't think I uh, did my prediction on that. Uh, I do see Shayna Baszler taking the uh, title. And he dropped it for a moment. Okay, I do you see uh, Shayna Baszler taking the title. Uh, Becky just needs some sort of refreshing 
and maybe her chasing the belt uh, will help that. I think she's going to join up with Seth. Oh, and his uh, ministry? Yeah, just like uh, CM Punk had... um, Oh, what's her name? Oh, I can't. And I believe Gord is back with us. I'm here. Gord, are you here? Hey, I was there back. the whole time. <laughs> you guys hey, couldn't I hear me. Know. I was screaming at you. Yeah, no, we couldn't hear anything. So I'm going to have a lot of heavy editing to do, I guess, in this section. <laughs> <laughs> so, Gordon, your thoughts on the uh, Becky Shayna match? I hate Shayna Baszler, so I'm just picking Becky. That's it. Simple as that. At least he didn't. Yeah, at least he didn't yeah. pick Edge. Yeah, no, no, Edge is not women winning the Raw Women's Title. <laughs> so Seth Rollins is going to take on Kevin Owens. Uh, it looks like these two are definitely going to be just one on one because uh, the people involved with Seth's uh, ministry are not going to be there from <clears throat> all reports. With one of the uh, AOP guys, I believe it's Akam being injured, and Buddy Murphy was not uh, present. So, what do you think happens with uh, the basic uh, storyline with the authority, uh, badass rebeller uh, Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins? Uh, Steven. Thank you. Funny, I'm watching that TV show now, too. Impartial either way, but I'm going to go with Seth Rollins. Okay. Jonesy, your thoughts on uh, Rollins versus Owens? Uh, More likely, it's going to be Seth Rollins, even though I think it should be Kevin Owens. Uh, I think Seth Owens are going to give more pushes than they are Owens. Owens Rollins. Um, never in a million years would I say this, but I'm going to go with Kevin Owens. I don't know why, but I feel like this is a chance for them to make an actual uh, KO mania, you know? Yeah, it's KO mania 4. real... And uh, Clarence, your thoughts on uh, this match? Um, Kevin Owens, for sure. I mean, they're, he's finally back in the in the spotlight per se. I think they're going to let him start getting back into the groove that he should be in. Yeah, I can agree with you on that one. Um, they built him up really well with uh, taking on Shane McMahon on SmackDown, and he got rid of Shane McMahon. And next thing you know, just as he's right at the top of uh, the pile there, he got drafted over to Raw, and all his momentum went downhill. But with this feud with uh, Seth, I think it's finally his uh, chance to pull the trigger and get revenge on uh, Seth for everything that's happened. So I'm going with Kevin Owens as well. I think Seth is going to, for the next little bit, he's going to be kind of the platform where the other guys beat him and they go. Sort of a little bit of a proving ground. Yeah. So let's go with Edge versus Orton. 
Um, since Chris wanted to talk about that earlier, Edge returning after nine years of retirement uh, shows up unexpectedly at the Royal Rumble. It wasn't. We saw what he did at uh, SummerSlam, giving a spear uh, to Elias. But he showed up at the Royal Rumble, stayed in there for a while. Uh, Randy Orton threatened. Uh, it looked like he was going to get rid of Edge, but Edge reversed it and got rid of him. And then we saw what happened, the attack the next night on Raw and the build-up ever since. Some amazing promos by both these guys. Probably the first match in a long time that I've actually looked forward to with Randy Orton. Uh, Steven, your thoughts on it? I'm excited to see this match. I mean, I enjoy the edge. Orton, I can take or leave him sometimes. I... I can only see Edge winning, but that tells me probably Orton wins. But I would like to see Edge win this, and I would like to see him win it pretty decisively, but we'll see. But I'm going to go Edge. Josie? Uh, I, too, actually will go with Edge. I just think uh, he deserves it more than uh, Randy Orton as far as storyline. So, and I think Randy would be more than happy to let him do that. Clarence? Um, I'm, I'm the same boat. I think Ed deserves to win it. This is the only match that really bothers me with how the production is because Edge deserves 80,000 people screaming. He's, he's just not... Yeah, I think there's a few more. But Edge, Edge definitely is going to take it. It's going to be, it's gonna be a, Gordon, your a hell of a match. My turn? Alright, so... Yep. Anybody that knows me knows that Randy Orton's my favorite wrestler ever, all time. Period. I'll never go. I'll never go against them because. So I'm picking Randy Orton to win. That's my pick. Set it in stone. I hope he demolishes Edge. However, I do love Edge. He's also another favorite wrestler of mine. I think in a WWE storyline, in what the way this is going. Edge is going to win because give him his hurrah at WrestleMania. Blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to pick him. I'm going to pick Randy Orton, 100%. I hope Randy Orton turns into the legend killer and boots him in the head and kills him. But, I mean, oh, man, this is going to match of the night for me. Man, I can't wait to see this match. I'm excited over the moon for it. Oh, but I pick Randy Orton, but I think WWE is going to make Edge win. Yeah, I'm going with uh, Edge to win this one. As I said uh, before and other uh, things, and uh, definitely Gordon and I are de- opposites on this. Orton has bored me uh, for the last few years, but this uh, setup with him and Edge has definitely made him uh, watchable again. Um, I think this probably will be one of the matches of the whole weekend and probably should close out uh, tomorrow night uh, was Saturday night and uh, just make people want more 
for to tune in on Sunday, but this should be what closed out Saturday. This is hey Sean, this is gonna be if this is Edge's very last match and then he retires and goes out on his own terms, he wins. If this is gonna keep going, Orton wins. Didn't he didn't Edge sign sorry Sean? Yeah, I think two or a three year contract with limited dates. That's what I thought I saw. So I I mean who knows about his health, but I would like to see him get one run with the all world title and be able to retire yeah. as world champion as he wishes, not being forced to retire. Yeah, I think, uh, as you pointed out, he has like a three-year, I think it's five-match uh, contract uh, over the, in total, like uh, five matches per year or something like that. So this at least will give him a test to see if he can go uh, longer uh, or not. Like there's probably some clauses in there that if he doesn't feel well, that they'll be willing to reconsider it. But yeah, I think this is going to be a nice stand-up match kicks for his head sure. off. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so now there's going to be a couple of wonky, uh, in my opinion, matches that are going to have a lot of uh, production value uh, included with it. And we'll start off with the Boneyard match and AJ Styles against The Undertaker or... Alan Jones versus Mark Calloway, as they've been uh, definitely building up towards. And uh, so, Jonesy, what's your thoughts? Uh, well, as far as the Boneyard match card, I think it's going to be between a graveyard and a casket match uh, type of match. I think, yeah, they're going to go all Halloween-y for this one, I'll tell you. Um I don't think it really matters who wins this, really. Uh, but if The Undertaker loses, what's the point of bringing him back every year just to lose? True. Um, just want to throw this out there before uh, the other guys mention anything. And, Jones, you can uh, respond. Taker did mention in his uh, promo this past Monday, which was really amazing uh, lead-up for him, uh, something about a holy trinity or unholy trinity. Uh, so, is there going to be two or uh, other guys on basically Undertaker's side to help neutralize uh, the OC? And if so, who do you see that being? Jones? Oh, uh, heck, if I know that question, uh, answer, I'm passing that one on. Okay. <laughs> it'll, be, it'll, it'll be Kane and probably another really big guy. But who is there? There, it'll be somebody new. Papa Shango. I'd be down with that if they're going to go all production Halloweenish. You might as well bring uh, back prediction for man. who's going to win, though. That too. I I think Taker's going to win, but I I honestly don't see the point in the match. Except for that, the Undertaker can't be, you know, he can't go 15, 20 minutes in the ring with a guy like AJ Styles anymore. 
Okay, so I'm one of those fans that uh, you lost me when he lost a streak. Like, the streak should have stayed intact forever. It should never happen. It should have been broken and whatever. So, so nah. I'm, I'm lost now. I'm bored in the Undertaker. I don't want to see him wrestle anymore. He's an old man in the ring. I don't care. Um, so, I'm thinking that he's he looks jacked, I'm though. thinking that the, what we got here going on is the new Holy Trinity is going to be Midian. The Undertaker and one half of the Harris brothers. <laughs> Those are going to be the new Holy Trinity. AJ Styles is going to win. And the Undertaker is going to start a new streak where he's going to lose for the next 25 WrestleManias. And now he's, he's never going to go okay. away. He's always going to be the Undertaker. They're going to always build him up as this guy that's amazing. But he's going to lose for 25 WrestleManias in a row. <laughs> and then Lesnar then Lesnar can can lose to him. And... Yeah, and then it will and Lesnar will at that point in time will be like fifty years old and then he'll lose and then it will just kinda like re, you know, circulate around again. Re- redeem yeah, him. yeah. How did we never have a rematch? <laughs> I don't have no idea. Maybe, yeah, maybe like you lose you lose that streak. You could have all year to build that back up. I basically hope anything happens. I hope Michelle McCool comes down and low blows the Undertaker and goes with AJ. Anything. I just just make the Undertaker go away. Go away, Undertaker. I don't want to see you anymore. Especially, I don't want to see Biker Taker. I don't want to see this guy chewing fucking tobacco. I don't want to see anything like that anymore. Unless you're going to be the Undertaker from 1991 at, or, or the Undertaker from the Hell in a Cell with Triple H. I don't want to see you anymore. You're done now. Stop bringing guys back that are old. Same as Randy Orton. Kick Edge's head off. I don't want to see any more of this stuff anymore. Give me these new guys. Are you thinking Bruce Pitt, Bruce Pritchard might make a comeback? Brother Love? He can manage him. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Steven, your thoughts on the match? Uh, I'm expecting to be hev- heavily produced. I wasn't looking forward to this match because I didn't understand it, the rules or anything, and I still don't until the Undertaker promo on Monday. And now it has me wanting to watch this match. I do miss the Undertaker from, you know, 10 years ago. And I agree. I don't think the streak should have ever been broken. But I'm looking forward to it. I actually think the whole Unholy Trinity – might include Alistair Black. Really? Or Braun Strowman. Bray Wyatt. I mean, well, I'm thinking Alistair Black because he would be the, your next, uh, quote-unquote, the next Undertaker. That was Bray Wyatt five years ago. Well, yeah, yeah but Alistair Black can go in the ring. You could put him against anyone and he Alistair Black looks like a potential like Undertaker that you could have for the next 10-15 years that gothic character his entrance his entrance screams blessing from the Undertaker Next year, it's just going to be The Undertaker versus Mojo Raleigh, and Mojo's going to win. doesn't matter. I mean, like, it's over now. (laughs) 
I, so I don't. I don't. I'm think... going to say that I totally agree with Gord on the fact that uh, Lesnar should not have gotten that victory and ended the streak. But because it did, that should have been where they ended it. When Reigns ended uh, Undertaker at WrestleMania and pinned him, and he left him behind his jacket and his hat, that should have been the end. Ever since then, he's been definitely a shell of himself and sort of diminishing the legend that he built up so heavily. But like wh- in this case, because... yeah, go ahead. Why, why would you do that? Like I wrote with Roman Reigns, why put your stuff in the ring? Why? Have this big send off just to come back the next year and the next year. Lesnar Lesnar shouldn't have taken it upon himself. I think he went into business for himself and broke the streak. Because I mean, how long ago was that? We're still talking about it. Okay. Yeah, WrestleMania thirty, but he was I guess apparently concussed as well. So we're we're yeah. fans, we're not businessmen. But as fans, we see the the the, the Brock Lesnar beating the Undertaker. That was shock value. Roman Reigns beating the Undertaker yep. and then leaving the whole hat and the ring and the coat. That was, in a fan's eyes, that's retirement. Right? That's okay. okay. Yep. Roman Re- And Roman Reigns is exactly. the guy. Everyone knows Roman Reigns was the, the guy they're trying to push. They're trying to make this guy the big dog, his yard, all these Undertaker catchphrases, you know, whatever. So that's fine. We already knew that Roman Reigns is going to be the next, you know, John Cena or whatever that the hell they want to do with him. So that's fine. But now everybody's getting in the ring with the Undertaker. Anyone can have a match with the Undertaker. Like, and they're beating yeah, him. Yeah. The Undertaker is, is, is now, he was this guy that literally had X number of WrestleManias. No one can touch him. You know, matches of the year with everybody. Pro consummate pro in the ring. Everyone talks highly and still do. But I mean, now anybody can get in the ring with the Undertaker. You know what I mean? Like, who cares now? It's it's almost to me the point. Like, stop coming to WrestleMania because it's not worth it anymore. Like, you know, you're WWE trying to hold on to the once a year with the Undertaker, and fans are trying to say, please stop giving us the Undertaker. Please put the Undertaker away. Put him in the Hall of Fame. Don't bring him back anymore, please. That's that. Yeah, I totally agree with yeah. you. I mean, the the build that they used to do when he was still undefeated was second to none. As soon as he lost, I'm sorry, I like watching him wrestle. Back then, if if he still thought he could wrestle, he should go back and rewatch that Saudi Arabia one with the DX and and and, and then the one with Goldberg. <laughs> Yeah, none of like none of those guys should be wrestling anymore. I mean, but I would love to see the Undertaker kind of give the blessing to Alistair Black as the next thing. But he's given that he's given that to ten people since he lost. Who cares about his blessing? It's worth nothing now. <laughs> no, exactly. Yeah. If he, had he given it to Alistair Black or Bray Wyatt or somebody when he left the first or second time even at most it would have been something but now he's wrestled everybody he's Goldberg who care you know it's speaking of which god Jesus I mean <laughs> I mean like seriously at what point in time are we going to be like what, what does it matter anymore that's you know enough I mean? it's the same thing as Shawn Michaels Shawn Michaels kept coming back and coming back and coming back till he was this little withered old man in the ring and nobody gave a shit anymore Whoa! And, and, Bo, 
and bald. Yes, and uh, I mean, you, you, you yeah. see this old man in an army camouflage hat trying to do his Shawn Michaels fucking dance down the ring ramp. It, it, it's, <laughs> it's ridiculous. Like, I mean, we all understand wrestlers have a, an age. You know, they get to a certain time where they're old. Somehow, Ric Flair has didn't really. I don't know. I don't know. But I mean, like the rest of them, they they become really old and just stop. That's the thing. If they if they knew when to hang it up, we would be looking at them with more admiration now. But because they keep coming back, keep coming back, we kind of, we're just sick of it. I have all the admiration in the world for the Undertaker. He's one of the best of all time in WWE. Period. Like that, I do. But I mean, like, stop now, please. Or are you going to try? How, yeah, you know, are you going to come back now as Biker Taker now, and then next year you're going to go back to the Phenom again? A Phenom is a Phenom because you're unbeatable and no one can touch you. You're not a Phenom if everyone can beat you. Exactly. Yeah, so... So going back to my thoughts oh, yeah. on the uh, actual match... I do see it being uh, definitely like a buried alive or casket match. Uh, a lot of hope focus going on, thanks to uh, maybe Bruce Richard or uh, uh, what's the name from TNA uh, who did a lot of stuff with uh, Matt Hardy. Uh, but yeah, I unfortunately see Undertaker being victorious because of it being his style of match. Uh, AJ doesn't really lose anything by losing. And hopefully AJ brings out uh, a good side of Undertaker like Shawn Michaels did. I'm kind of hoping that match is going to be a lot like, if you've seen that movie Monster Brawl, anyone seen that? No. Well, check it out, Google it, fantastic movie. It's like a wrestling pay-per-view. Anyways, Kevin Nash could be there and be be, uh, Colonel uh, Crookshanks again. Remember that one what? match with Bray with what? Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton, and it had all those weird things going on in the background, like lighting and and like under the horrors. like on the ring. It was like a uh, no the that's what's gonna that's what I see this match being like all sorts of like cinematics and weird shit that's going on just to try which and make is, it which like which is fine, you know. Oh. But let's bring that to our next match. Since you're talking about it, and it was going to be the next one, Bray against or Lafine against John Cena, and it's going to be a uh, Firefly Funhouse match this time instead of a uh, House of Horrors. And uh, apparently, Bray is uh, saying that Lafine was somewhat born after being jobbed out to Cena six years ago at uh, WrestleMania, and it started this downward spiral, which. Pretty much did start his downward yeah, him spiral. And, him and how many other people in that, that roster? Yeah, because of bad decisions yeah. by Cena. Like the Nexus could have been better had Cena not said he should have gone over. Um, so, thoughts on this Firefly Fun House with what you were also bringing up with the House of Horrors with uh, Randy Orton <laughs> uh, from a few years back. What do you see happening with that match? Uh, another bells and whistles, and the theme better go over because, dear God, this will be the end of the theme. Bray Wyatt, I mean, and maybe we get to see 
these puppets actually who these people these puppets maybe represent maybe he gets some sort of fun house firefly some fireflies out of this i mean i john cena wins i swear this will be it for wwe for me because this will be the end i mean the only thing that makes sense is the fiend to win but it's gonna hurt my head otherwise Jonesy? Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I can't wait to see th- this match uh, as far as how it's going to play out. When, when, when I hear Firefly Funhouse, there's so many different things that they can do, like have uh, the strobe lighting going on while they're wrestling. Can you imagine some of the cool shit that you've seen that has been strobed? Have you ever seen wrestling strobed? I, I, I'm looking forward to this. Um, I hope The Fiend wins. If not, again, what, what's the bloody point? Uh, John Zena has nothing to gain out of this, so he doesn't need to win. Uh, I'm, Clarence, I'm pretty thoughts? excited for this match. I think with, with the fact that everybody that is tuning in, they're watching it, nobody's live. They can make this thing. I mean, they could have recorded this thing over the last five days. And just made this an epic, epic match. Um, I, I want the Fiend to win so badly. I don't want him to ever have a title again. <laughs> but something in me just says John Cena is going to win because it's John Cena, and he can pull more strings than Shawn Michaels in the nineties. Justin Gordon, your thoughts I on the uh, beer there? I am Firefly not excited for this match at all. None whatsoever. I can only I can only hope that somehow, in some weird, twisted, old traditional fashion, that uh, John Cena's mm-hmm. passing the torch, so to speak, to Bray Wyatt, and then Bray Wyatt finally ends up, you know, being the Bray Wyatt that he should be, like the main guy. Like, this is, oh, God, I do not want, the reason why is I don't want to see John Cena anymore. Just like I don't want to see The Undertaker anymore. I don't want to see John Cena anymore. Get rid of this guy. I'm done with him. Let him ride off in the sunset and make movies and whatever else. I don't want to see John Cena come over and tell us how much he loves WWE and it's his home and then not be there for a year again. That's what he does every time now. I don't want to see it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't want like to see him make six appearances a year like these other guys. I I'd, I'd rather see, you know, Tyler Breeze six hundred times a year than John Cena six times a year. So I just I just I'm done. I don't want to see it. Bray Wyatt I hope wins. John Cena passes the torch, goes away. Him and the Undertaker go somewhere. I don't care where they go. Go somewhere else, and that's it. I I have a feeling. I have a feeling they're both going to go yeah, on the heard... road to WrestleMania next year together. <laughs> just just for you. No, yeah, there'll be a whole bunch of them. <laughs> so I heard... I heard in this case that uh, I guess John Cena was uh, heavily involved with uh, possibly uh, setting up. Uh, they were doing a warehouse or something. I'd love, obviously, Bray Wyatt to uh, get the victory. Redemption for that uh, victory that shouldn't have happened for Cena at WrestleMania 30 against Bray, 
Bray should have won at that time, but this is an opportunity to push him. I don't want to see Bray with the title again because, you know, with the Fiend gimmick, it's like The Undertaker. He didn't need a title for the longest time. Do not put a title on uh, The Fiend, but I see them doing a lot of production as well in this one, just like the uh, Boneyard match. I was thinking Jeremy Borash oh, okay. uh, a couple minutes ago. He helped a lot with the uh, broken uh, Matt Hardy world. So they, he works for WWE now as well. So imagine him being part of the production uh, with that if you happen to enjoy the broken Matt Hardy uh, world. Uh, this should be good. I'd like to also see them have a real-life Mr. Abigail, uh, possibly in uh, be his brother Bo. So, yeah, I see this being a hugely overprotected uh, one. Some look forward to just for fun. And do you think, do you think Bo the Dallas might interfere? Well, that's what I was thinking. Like he could be one of the characters that shows up in the Funhouse and and other he brothers. Believes. So why not? And he's not doing anything. Hey, wrestling fans, join me on the Scumbags Wrestling Podcast. We cover everything from the Ontario independent wrestling scene, AEW, WD, and everything in between. We're available on iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, and everywhere you get podcasts from. Don't miss the Scumbags Wrestling Podcast. I'm Kyle Boone, one handsome SOB, and you're listening to the Scumbags Wrestling Podcast. Which takes us to our final two matches of the night, or, well, on this list, but they're probably going to be split up between one on Saturday and one on Sunday. The Universal title, I know this is going to go uh, quickly, Goldberg defending against, it was supposed to be Roman Reigns, Rumor has it it was Braun Strowman, so we're going to go with the idea it's Goldberg versus Strowman. Universal title. You, please. Your thoughts, Gordon. <laughs> okay, well, Goldberg versus whoever quick, the hell he's so... fighting. I think whoever the hell he's fighting. I don't care if it's if it's somebody from NXT UK, if it's someone from 205 Live, anybody except for Goldberg. Goldberg needs to go further away than The Undertaker and further away than all those other guys. <laughs> Goldberg never never needs to come back ever again. <laughs> Clarence. I, I think if it was Goldberg and Reigns, that was Reigns was going to win. He was finally the big dog, whatever. Goldberg versus Braun Strowman, I have a feeling, and you may not like it, but I think we might see Goldberg around for until at least SummerSlam. Dear God. With the belt. Yeah. I, I don't like it. I don't like it either, but Chris. Uh Jonesy. It's kind of I, I, I think it's Goldberg that's gonna win. It's 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 hard to say again with what direction they're gonna go with how they're doing TV now. Uh they might want their champions much closer to them and cheaper to afford while they're going through this. So Braun could win, but really, it should be Goldberg that wins because Goldberg can beat anybody. It doesn't matter who you are. It, they could bring in freaking RoboCop, okay? It doesn't matter. Goldberg wins He beat everybody. like 180 imaginary WCW wrestlers in WCW. That. 
He went from being on a streak of like four, then he was at sixteen, yeah, but- then he was at thirty-six, then he was at one hundred and sixty-four. <laughs> like in a span of a week, like, he can't be anybody, really. He can. That's the story they've fed us for years, and WWE for some reason is still feeding us the same WCW crap. So guess what? Goldberg just wins against anyone. The only one that's ever going to be able to take uh, Goldberg down is Hulk Hogan dressed up as COVID-19. When it's Goldberg versus The Undertaker in a final hurrah match. With Hulk Hogan as the ref. Jesus Christ. This is getting out of hand. <laughs> really, really touched the nerve there. Uh, Steven, uh, your thoughts on that match? If it was Roman Reigns versus... Goldberg, Roman Reigns, but since it's going to be Braun Strowman from what we gather, unfortunately, I'm going to go Goldberg only because I think it's going to be at Re- or at SummerSlam, Goldberg, Roman Reigns, and that's when he loses it to Roman Summer- Reigns. But SummerSlam? I- we got to go all the way to SummerSlam now with this shit? Yeah. Well, I'm feeling... I have a feeling they're going to turn SummerSlam more into a WrestleMania feel with the production of entrances and stuff. So I have a feeling, unfortunately, I don't like it either, but I have a feeling it's going to be Goldberg. And that's another thing, by the way. Braun Strowman, why is this guy not carrying the load for WWE? This is another guy like Bray Wyatt who's top-notch talent who could draw a big-time Pulling every crowd, and yet they what? He's gonna lose to Goldberg. He's gonna lose to everybody. What the? Eventually, Braun Strowman's. Who cares? It's gonna be. Who cares? Braun Strowman. He's a big, tall guy that beats loses everyone. Yeah, yeah. He's almost at that point already. And then they had him dance with uh, the New Day in Detroit. I was just like, are you kidding me? And he couldn't even win the Intercontinental title a long period of time. I think he had like one title defense and it was gone. So I do unfortunately agree that Goldberg is going to retain because they're going to wait for the uh, time when I, I can totally get understand. the like, I don't want to see these. I don't want to see Goldberg or, Le- or Cena or Undertaker again either but they sold tickets they put butts in seats and they're a draw still, so they're taking advantage of the what ifs, right? I suppose. I, I understand. I understand that too. Like they're obviously big names they draw, but I think the fans in general need to change. Like all around the world, everywhere, just need to change it and start making it so that the Drew Gulaks and the Shinsuke Nakamura's and the Sam Zanes and the Braun Strowmans, these guys are the ones you want to go see. These are the ones you want to pay a ticket for. Support these new guys that are going to be around for the next fifteen years. You know, support that. You know what I mean? Stop supporting, oh, my God, the Undertaker's on the card. Everyone go buy a ticket and sell 70000 Sell 70000 because freaking Daniel Bryan's going to face Kevin Owens in a crazy, awesome wrestling match. You know what I mean? But you, but you can't. That's, that's like at this point, if you put Undertaker on any show, Cena on any show, Goldberg on any show, Lesnar on any show, you're going to sell tickets. You're going to make money. At this point, if you put Gulak or Owens or even Daniel Bryan on a show as the big guy, you're not going to sell out. Well, CM Punk did it for years. And that's the sad part, though, at the same time. 
because you see all these nostalgia guys getting brought back and who from this generation have been built up enough that in say five, 10 years after they've walked away, get brought back for a Royal Rumble and they're going to get a huge pop. They, nobody's been built up. And so that's why they do rely they've, on the Undertakers. They've done such a horrible job business wise, not building up the next stars like Triple H likes to harp on that they have to keep doing this because they should have they should have the guys there. They do. They just haven't put them to the forefront like they should. Or the guys that they the guys that they are trying to push yeah, nobody wants them to be everybody pushed. in the last hand you know dozen half dozen years that's had a really good quote unquote pop or it's really hit well with the audience Almost every one of them has been has they been vary. kiboshed, whether it's Fandango, whether it's, uh, you know, Braun Strowman, whether it's Elias, perfect example. I mean, why? I don't, I don't understand why Elias Brett. isn't the new modern-day longest-reigning Intercontinental champion there, you know, of all time. Yeah, I mean, I don't yep. get it. I don't understand why like, that would sell. You know what? The honky-tonk man drew seats. Why can't freaking Elias draw him? There's, uh, yes, he did. Everybody he wanted did to see the Honky Tonk Man. Everyone wanted to see the Honky Tonk Man. Get real. Every everybody wanted to see the Honky Tonk Man lose. That was, they just never. They put him in a spot where he doesn't he, lose, and that he was the best intercontinental champion in. of all time. At one point. Now you're getting. Now you're getting silly. At one point, in time, he was. Manager. Oh yeah. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, guys. So the last uh, match on the uh, list is uh, Drew McIntyre, the winner of the uh, 2020 Royal Rumble, taking on uh, the man, Beast himself. You got got to say Brock Lesnar, Paul Heyman in his corner. Brock! There you go. Lesnar. Yes. Um, Brock has been selling well for Drew. Um, it does look like this is going to be a really big match. Is this the opportunity for Drew to get the title and be the, uh, chosen one like Vince McMahon claimed 12, 13 years ago, or does Brock retain? I'm a big Lesnar fan. I love the way he does business. He gets so much money for so little work. It's, it's amazing. I I've been reading up on it. I I guess Lesnar picked McIntyre to to put over to drop the title to give him the big the big hurrah finally. I think Lesnar is going to do what's right for business, unlike <laughs> the Undertaker. Um, I think Lesnar is going to going to sell 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 for McIntyre, and there's going to be F five suplexes, Claymore kicks for twenty minutes. And McIntyre is going to win. Chris? Well, I think that Drew McIntyre is going to win this. uh, Mostly because it doesn't make sense if you're going to have Brock as the champion when he isn't able to go from Canada to the U.S. freely. So I think that it's going to be Drew McIntyre and... Then Brock can, of course, go against Goldberg again and finally kick his ass. I'm Steven. 
assuming it's going to be Drew McIntyre. I've been guessing that since the Royal Rumble, but I'm second guessing it right now because do they hold off until SummerSlam when there's potentially 30, 40, 50,000 people there? People there. There won't be anybody there. There is not going to be any live events for a long time. Unfortunately. Uh, uh, we'll agree <laughs> to that. Yeah. We'll just have to wait and see. Unfortunately, it does project that there might not be a SummerSlam, and that's probably why uh, WrestleMania carried on as far as it did so that they could at least wrap up storylines. All right, so uh, Gordon, your thoughts on the uh, WWE Championship match? For Brock Lesnar to join John Cena and Undertaker and those guys and go away. Not, hey, <laughs> now, you're getting, now you're getting out of hand. He needs to go yeah, yeah, I don't know. Name Does that boat have go a name? Boat, SS, go away, whatever. I don't care. It can go anywhere it wants. Just go away. But I'm hoping Brock Lesnar's on it. And I'm, I, I would think that... I would think I'm going to vote for, I'm going to pick Drew McIntyre. I would think logically they're going to make him win. It seems like they're building him up. But then again, logically and illogically, WWE seems to put the belt on Brock Lesnar permanently forever. So I don't know why, but that's just. Uh, because he's a draw. No, it's be- I think it's because they feel that there's no value in having the belt defended every single week on Raw. So just putting on a guy who can come every once in a while, and that's fine. But. And make the but money. regardless of the fact, Drew McIntyre has to win right now. And the, the, the reason why I say he has to win personally is because it, it's not very often in wrestling history that you get given a gimmick like three-man band. And <laughs> it, it basically ruins your career forever. You're screwed. It's a horrible <laughs> gimmick. And you, you're, you know, you're paired with guys that are like – it's just awful. And then you somehow manage to – come away from that gimmick and end up being in the top spot again in the wrestling. It, doesn't, it, it didn't ruin his career. You know what I mean? He got lucky. It got, yeah, but that, that was different. That was based on like... So, that was based on... So what, you're, <laughs> so what you're saying is... What you're saying is we're just... We're merely a couple years away from Heath Slater. Well, being no. In that what, spot. I'm, what, what I'm saying is Heath Slater benefited nothing from three man ban. Jinder Mahal, I'm sorry, but they needed a guy from that kind of nationality to be a, a head of the company, and they used it very well. Very well. Yep. They, you know, yep. they were going into Saudi Arabia, they were going into all these overseas tours, and they took a guy like that and used him to help. And that's smart business. But Drew McIntyre, same thing. He left the company. He was three man band ruined him. He left the company. Had to re. He had to rebuild everywhere else and come back. And somehow yep. managed to come back very fast through NXT. End up on the main roster again and go and, and, as a, and a top guy. So if they don't as a killer, don't put him back soon. And a champion, even if it was an Intercontinental champion, some sort of champion, he's ruined. It's done. It's wasted. Just like Braun Strowman and everyone else, it's wasted. So he has to win now. It seems like. Oh, he's going. To, he's <clears> going to win. There's 
they've been building this up long before he won the Rumble. If he doesn't win, it's he's done. It's done. Yeah. It's definitely his time. It's unfortunate, though. It's going to be in front of nobody, but uh, at least a lot of people are going to get to see it uh, from Michael the comfort of their own home. Um, just one last question. Michael Cole will be there live. Hopefully, they'll put, hopefully they'll put wrestlers in the audience like they do on oh, AEW. True. Uh, just... I doubt it. Yeah, who knows? So one last question for you guys as we uh, wrap up the uh, predictions for uh, WrestleMania coming up this uh, weekend, uh, Saturday and Sunday. What is your one match of the 16 that you are looking forward to seeing the most and is going to steal the show in your opinion? Jones. Well, I guess I'm going to have to say Edge versus Randy Orton now. So uh, I'm going to go match Randy Orton versus Edge Gordon. Is, my, is my steal the show main event top notch match and then my other match of like second runner up type thing is going to be the Sami Zayn match top match of the night's going to be Edge and Orton that's the one I'm looking forward to if if you're doing a runner up it's going to be Lesnar and McIntyre Match the match that's going to steal the shows is going to be um, Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair. I think the runner up, I think just sheer because of all the gimmicks and what I think it might be, is going to be the Firefly Funhouse. Wow. Because I think it's going to be so heavily production. Yeah, I think produced. They, they. <sighs> the fact you don't have Edge after nine years on there blows my mind. I think that match is the one match out of the whole card that's going to be hurt with no fans. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that's why that's why it's not well, on there for me because I just think it's going to be missing that emotion. Well, especially after the emotion you got from the Rumble, like I got goosebumps just thinking about it. I mean, you put uh, eighty thousand fans in there. The sheer motion would make that the match of the night, but I think Rhea Ripley and um, Charlotte Flair will steal the show. But I think the Firefly Funhouse, just because of all the back, the 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 production value that they can do. I think it would oh, give yeah. it something. I think that one's going to be uh, one to definitely watch out for, but I have to agree <laughs> with the others. Uh, the last man standing match with Edge and Orton, uh, as long as it's done really well, that should be the uh, show stealer uh, definitely for tomorrow and uh, maybe the whole weekend. So I want to thank 
all of you guys for uh, being part of this. This is episode number 99, WrestleMania weekend. Whether it feels like it or not, it is happening uh, this weekend. And uh, so next week will be episode 100. Uh, hopefully you guys can be a part of it. There's going to be uh, some news coming out, I think, this weekend of when I'm going to record that <laughs> one. Uh, I'm trying to do something big, some Q&A, another roundtable. Uh, review of uh, what we end up seeing at Mania. So thank you guys for joining me. And this concludes another episode of the Scumbags Wrestling Podcast. Once again, this is Sean coming from London, Ontario. Very thankful for you to join us, whether it's on Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, or anywhere else. Be sure to like and subscribe and share this with your friends. Episode number 99 is in the books. Next week is number 100. We'll be looking at the results of WrestleMania 36. What happens with the fallout from that with the taped episodes of Raw and NXT? Will there be a SmackDown live or will it be something else? We don't know. We'll find out what the government of the United States, what Florida has in store, and what WWE does to follow through on the various orders COVID-19 is really wreaking havoc, but we're still going to try and provide as much information as possible. There'll be a Q&A. Be sure to watch our Facebook page to find out how you can be a part of it. Until next time, have a great weekend. Granted, I understand it's essentially the same unappreciative crowd full of scumbags from last night.